What's going on, Niner fam? This is Peter Lucas. I got with me today my boy Nate, but this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? It is Peter Lucas. I got with me today, Nate, Mr. No Social Media. Uh, and obviously he's part of the Fighting Mayfields. Uh, he is a Ram fan. And I know that this is uh, kind of different for my uh, for, for my group, like uh, knowing like without uh, us playing the Rams. But uh, my boy Nate is probably the most level-headed Ram fan you will ever find on the planet. So I welcome him to the show. Appreciate you coming on, Nate. And Always. we're gonna talk some we're gonna talk some pregame stuff today. Like you guys had your game already this Thursday, so we're gonna get a little bit into that. We're gonna talk a little bit about the division, but uh, why don't you tell them who you are and where where you're uh, where you're at? And like uh, I don't know, do you have any? Have you gotten on social media again yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't dipped back in back into it. Um, it could happen at some point, but right now I just haven't been. It's just kind of better for everything with, with what's going on with me right now, just to stay off of it. But, uh, really? um, yeah, uh, well, for those that haven't seen our, we usually do the odd couple podcast for, if you haven't seen that one, my name's Nate, uh, me and Pete grew up together, kind of sort of went to junior high together. Mm -hmm. We got back in touch on uh, social media, oddly enough, which I've abandoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other for 30 something years now, I guess, yeah, you know, crazy. Facebook, Facebook brought us back together, and uh, we're both from the uh, South Bay area of Los Angeles. Yep. He's out of state now. I'm still here. I live about three minutes from one of his old jobs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wish I was still there, but it it is what it is. Like uh, he gets to send me pictures of of the beauty that is uh, the South Bay, and like, uh, and I and I walk out into the humidity on a daily basis. But I digress. <laughs> Like, uh, and like, but so, yeah, I, I like, uh, love, always love having your perspective, have love having you on. And like, yeah, like he was talking about that. Uh, we do have the odd couple podcasts that we do from time to time that, that kind of delves into the, uh, the NFC West and more about the complete, like more about the division. And, uh, but speaking, let, let's start with your guys game this past, uh, this past Thursday, um, did you have any clue that it was going to turn out the way you did? Because it wasn't looking good in the beginning. No, nobody did. I mean, really, the Raiders being the Raiders, and I'm and 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 since this is a Niner podcast, I know that there's no love <laughs> lost in that Bay Area from when they were in Oakland, sure. you know, back and forth for over what over fifty years total, if you count both trips, right? So, you know, I mean, there's there's no love lost there. So I'm sure I'm sure Niner fans were were smiling to see all that since, you know, since we're no longer competing for the division, I'm sure if we had something to lose in that game, you guys would have probably been pushing for the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> but since it Anybody. 
or <laughs> and it's you know and uh we're clearly out of the fray here uh while not mathematically out of it we all know we're out of it um yeah you know i mean i i think from from a rams fan perspective you know the game itself wasn't as relevant as just something that felt good you know i mean we've watched the injury sweep every two-thirds of our payrolls on ir right now like i mean it's just been one of those years that i know you guys have been through a ton of the mm-hmm. niners have been this snake bit with injuries is probably any team times five so yeah. you know and we've not been the rams have been incredibly fortunate with the injury bug which you know kind of led to us peaking last year and then you know I know me and you've discussed over the years how how dangerous the Rams play it with their with their payroll and their lack of depth. And we finally got bit. It finally happened. You know, I mean, and uh, it just kind of is what it is on that. Uh, as far as the game itself goes. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was good to see some fight. They got nothing to play for. They got no draft to pick to play for. Like, I mean, there's literally nothing left to play for. But just pride as a man on that team. Like, I mean, there is just not a single thing. <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine the amount of dipping it would take in the NFC and us winning every remaining game to make a wild card spot. So, like I said, the odds are lottery odds to make that happen. So let's not even get into that crap. But uh, yeah, it just felt good, you know. I mean, uh, Mayfield yeah. obviously gives the Rams a better chance to compete than John Wolford or Bryce Perkins. I mean that that's a no brainer. Do I think they're going to go rip off four wins and, and you know, and ride into the sunset at eight and nine, like, with a smile on their face? No, I don't. They play at Green Bay this coming up week. We all know what's going to happen. They're as bad as they are. It doesn't make any difference. It's going to be five degrees, and it's not going to make any <laughs> So, but, you know, I mean, yeah, like I said, it was more of just, 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 just like a moral feel-good. We were cracking up. Being from Los Angeles and having the massive host of Raiders fans that we have here, I put on every Rams thing I had at work the next day just to walk in and at four and nine get to celebrate something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. And just ripping on all the Raiders fans and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, really, that's all that it was. As far as actual football talk goes, there's just not much to say. Uh, we got a yeah. whole rack of backups. Van Jefferson's the best receiver we have on the field right now. Um, Cam Akers is still playing this odd role that somehow – Saved him from being traded when teams offered up picks that we desperately need. Um, yeah. He's no better than Daryl Henderson Jr., in my opinion. So I'm not totally sure exactly what the situation is there. But he's there, and he got his you know his standard 12 carries for the game. And uh, defensively, you know, I mean, even without Donald, they've played well. EJ uh, Gaines, our nose tackles at 10 sacks right now. This kid's having a hell of a year. Like he's just kind of come out of nowhere. Wagner's playing great, although you'd never know it. Um, (laughs) You know, there's the defense has actually, I mean, if you you go back to the Kansas City game last week, we stayed in that game for two and a half quarters. You know, I mean, the offense just couldn't do a thing. The defense has actually played shockingly well. The only kind of odd thing about it is that Ramsey has probably had his worst year of his career. Yeah, um, that was that's really been like uh people are calling people on Twitter are calling saying that he should be moving to safety next season. <laughs> like yeah. uh, this the, this guy went from shutdown last year to I mean, you know, he played okay at the start of the year, but like ever since kind of the now also having been around, you know, as a fan of, of the game, following Ramsey through his career in Jacksonville, what got him to us to start with 
you know, kind of mm-hmm. like the stink that he made there. This is also a guy whose head, he kind of has a five cent head. <laughs> so you, you just, you have to wonder if the Rams were nine and four instead of four and nine, would Rams be yeah. playing at a, at, at, at a pro bowl level? He might be. Yeah. Or is his way of, of just doing his little personal Jalen Ramsey. I'm only worried about me tanking BS, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, am I ready to, to close the chapter on him yet? No, but obviously we're not seeing the Jalen Ramsey that we're accustomed to seeing this year. How many uh, more years does he have on his deal? I'd have to look. I know he's there through next year for sure. Beyond okay. that, I'm not entirely sure. You know, yeah, and, and interesting. Just, I don't want to jump up too much of I want to I want to get into what matters in our division here, which sadly for me is you guys. <laughs> but uh, I do want to touch on this just real fast. Like the Rams have a really interesting offseason coming up. And we'll get into that, obviously, you know, with our podcast later on when it's time. Sure. But this team, they went from a Super Bowl winner and a perennial playoff contender to really just like it really feels like there's just been a bomb drop in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to come. If Donald's going to wind up retiring, if, 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 if McVay's going to walk. You know, I mean, these threats happen after the Super Bowl year. I mean, now, I mean, having it go, having it go the other way finally for us. I don't know, man. Like this, this could be a very different Rams team that walks out in 2023. Um, You know, I will say, I will say though that the 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 biggest issue for obviously for your team is the offensive line, right? Like, uh, so the and the the biggest that being your biggest issue is a tough thing. I know the Niners struggled rebuilding an offensive line for years. It took them years to rebuild their offensive line. And then, and if you look around the league, there really aren't that great of offensive lines like out there. Like, uh, so it's for the most part, if you have a serviceable offensive line, you're golden. And if, uh, if you got to, if you can give your quarterback enough time back there, great. Like, uh, like two to three seconds, then that's, that's, that's a premium in this league. So it's, it ought to be like, I think that's the most interesting part of your, of the rebuild for you guys is going to be how you guys rebuild that offensive line, because I don't think anything happens without that, that part happening. Like, uh, and there's no money. I mean, it doesn't matter who yeah. comes free agency. There's no money. Like, it's not like they're going to pluck somebody, you know, <laughs> off the off the uh, premium wire there it's just it's simply not going to happen they're going to have to draft we did draft a kid from wisconsin this past year and his name is escaping me right mm-hmm. now um because I, did, I did i didn't think about getting into this part of the podcast but i uh yeah. <laughs> he was hurt at the start of the year uh-huh. and yeah i remember that he could be you know i mean there leadership is everything too with offensive lines and when we mm-hmm. lost wit you know even though he was probably just about a B plus offensive tackle realistically at that point, it was who he was. It was the pedigree that he had and his mm-hmm. leadership. You know, that guy was a, a full tilt. He owned that line. Yeah. And without him and the injuries, you've just seen them. They're just, they're just, they're, they're a train wreck. I mean, they're all over yeah. the map, you know, absolutely uh, all over the yeah. map. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it is what it is. I, I really like, uh, it's always fun when when the Rams are good and the 49ers are good just because of all the smack talking back and forth and like uh and especially like uh I wish you were on Twitter to see 
like the the just the the all out civil war that it is like uh and it's 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 crazy but like i know i know like uh and you spoke about it earlier i know that that Fortnite, like uh, how it is you you would have to be from south bay to understand that uh like uh, what the raiders are to the south bay like uh people don't always uh understand cuz the last place they were was in oakland but people forget that they were in la for a long time and i would say there's probably there might be more la raider fans than than anything like uh so it's uh i know that that game had to be i don't know i didn't even i didn't look at the the stands but it probably was half and half again again no, Pete. It was it was it was three quarters silver and black. It sounded like oh, a really? <laughs> every time every time they did anything good. I mean, dude, Rams fans look. And again, born and raised in LA guy. I'm a Rams fan from before they left for yeah. St. Louis, during St. Louis, and back because we're old enough to be those guys, obviously. Yeah. So people have to really Los Angeles Rams fans, Los Angeles fans, period. And anybody that wants to get on here and come at me about this can come at me about this are the worst in America. The most <laughs> front runner, only if the team's good. The Dodgers have a solid core that have been around a long time. I'll give them that. The Kings have a small core. The Lakers still have a bit of a small core, although interest is waning drastically in that team. You know, the Clippers have never had one. And the Rams, if you get into our age bracket, you'll find some diehards and older than us. You'll find yeah. some going back to, you know, the Coliseum days, the first Coliseum days, stuff like that. But I mean, with them moving, leaving, coming back, even being good, even making the playoffs four out of five years, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't make any, if you go to a Rams game and they're playing a popular team, you're, you're 50, 50 at best, at best, yeah. you guys, the Raiders, the Packers, you're going to get over half visiting. You're gonna have it's, the Rams doing a silent count in their own stadium. It, it's so funny, like uh, because LA is such a huge. I think the underrated part about LA, the LA area, is that there's just so much diversity because you've got all these transplants from everywhere. Yeah. I don't care how many people have left the state. Like right. the reality is, is there's just as many coming in, sure. <laughs> and uh, constantly, and uh, you get people from everywhere because as soon as they're able to afford it. Where are they going? They're going to California. And uh, sure. it's uh, so you've got your Green Bay fans. You've got your Dallas Cowboy fans. You've got all the NFL just kind of mixed together in there. Uh, so it's I, I think that's part of part of the the reason why you guys struggle to to like blue out or blue and yellow out your stadium. It's uh, I think that's an that's an aspect of it. They that there's not just one kind of fan base there. But yeah, it's. I, I like uh, I'm I'm really excited. I want I want to get to the to the game because I don't want to make this a long po uh, podcast. But yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that when we when we do our own. But so this game, uh, big game for the. But it's always a big game for the 49ers, in my opinion. The but the big story of this game is Brock Purdy and mm -hmm. the fact that he came in last week and um and he looked good enough to where all of the tape guys on Twitter, all the tape guys and the tape guys on YouTube had to break down his tape to see why, why he looked as good as he did. They brought back his college tape and, and all of it. And I loved every second of it. 
Uh, and got some, they, some, some Iowa State tape going there, huh? Oh, my God. It was all over. It was all over Twitter and YouTube and Instagram, everywhere. And uh, it's – but what it what we got a chance to see was this this kid – I mean, he's a four-year – he was a four-year starter at Iowa State. And uh, he was good enough that J.T. O'Sullivan, who everybody needs to go out and check out the QB school on YouTube, that it is a great show. And uh, but he was break during when uh, Brock Purdy got drafted. He did a he did a show about Brock Purdy and broke down his his tape. And it looked the same as when he was playing for the 49ers last Sunday. Like uh, it's just. He's a, a level-headed kid that knows where he's supposed to be, knows where the ball's supposed to go. He's and he's a uh, he's not going to wow you with a bunch of measurables. That's but that's not all there is to football, and that's not all there is to the NFL. There's a that's why that the Brady story is so huge is because the guy was a sixth-round pick, <laughs> and he was a uh, he wasn't supposed to be where he's at. Sure. So it's. Uh, and not saying let, let's get this straight, not saying that Brock Purdy is like anywhere near that trajectory, but we're we're happy that he won last game. But a lot of people are are looking at him as a guy that could possibly lead us into the playoffs because because of his uh, pedigree and because of of the way that he plays. It's it's not he just doesn't look like a, a rookie out there, and it's it's funny because the this this is the thing. Tampa Bay is going to show him something completely different than what he saw in last week. Uh, last week they tried blitzing the hell out of him, sure. which they do to every, which they do to every uh, rookie quarterback. They try to blitz the hell out and see if they can rattle him. Well, that didn't work for Brock Purdy, and they and they stopped after a while because he was just lighting them up. Like, uh, but the the issue the issue the issue is for me in this game is going to be that they're going to flip that game plan. I think Tampa Bay is going to Tampa Bay has a better I think they're they're not much better but I think they're a little bit better than than Miami's defense and they're going uh Todd Bowles is going to is going I think he's going to mix his coverages up he's going to try and disguise his coverages a lot and see if this kid is actually what we think he is and uh, and can read those defenses he's gonna we know that he's gonna try he's gonna go with his pre-snap reads so it only makes sense for Todd Bowles to uh, to sit there and mix up his coverages and try and disguise coverages more and probably they're gonna just drop guys back in coverage uh, a lot and see if he can just beat them but that's where the run game comes in and Shanahan has been really like I'm trying to think of the word to use, but he's he's been really hesitant to to just stick to the run game, and uh, it's been a while now. And I think that we haven't had a, a game for a long time since McCaffrey has been here to where we've really gone to that old 49er. We're just going to beat you up with the run game type of offense. We just haven't done it because, for one, McCaffrey is not that type of running back. That's first, and like. Uh, what were you going to say? Um, I would say, well, I mean, you know, you you also got to keep in perspective, 49ers fans, who he's replacing. Mm-hmm. You guys are not replacing Patrick Mahomes. You're not replacing Aaron Rodgers. You're not replacing an elite quarterback. You're exactly. replacing a quarterback that all of you have had negative things to say about over the last few years. You guys, he's replacing a quarterback yeah, that all absolutely. of you have wanted like, to uh, that, and- So remember, the <laughs> Niners are based around 
smart quarterback play, not elite quarterback play. You guys are defense and doing what you have to do on offense, which is why I think Purdy could be the perfect guy for you to replace him. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I mean, really like, again, like, yeah, look, if you're, if, if you're KC and you're replacing Mahomes, you're going, fuck, like, you know, how are we going to do this? You know, or, or, or a team that's so heavily quarterback reliant, but the Niners are not, you guys have got the two when healthy, the best Swiss army running back in the league, when he can stay healthy, mm-hmm. you have God knows the best Swiss army wide receiver in the league. And you don't have to do those you don't have to throw for 350 yards you don't have to do that you don't you don't need to do that and and your 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 defense is going to carry you and you're and and you're going to do what you're doing so yeah i I mean i i really think that purdy is a perfect guy to come in a smart workman quarterback who can make the right decisions Mm -hmm. and yeah of course the nfl is going to mess them of course they're going to throw different game plans and of course they're going to test this kid out but remember you're only doing you only need him for half a season yeah. You know, because we've all seen this. We've seen quarterbacks come in and play great for eight, nine, ten games, go on a run. Then the next year, the NFL catches up to him and they flame out. We've seen the Nick Foles. We've seen all this crap happen, right? Yep. But you're right now you're worried about 2022. Exactly. So nobody knows anything about this kid. And it's kind of happening at the right time. You know, exactly. I mean, because me and you've discussed Jimmy G was probably going to cost you in the playoffs anyways. Yeah. So why not take the horses you got and put a new kid in there and see what he's got, man. Like, I mean, really, like, I think this could wind up being as, as much as it hurts me to say it, <laughs> this could wind up being a really, really good thing for you. I mean, I mean, in the end, you know, I mean, taking the, the great pieces you've already got and kind of throwing an unknown puzzle piece in it, you know, I mean, we don't know yeah. what's going to rattle pretty yet. We don't know how this kid's going to, going to, react in the stretch, how he's going to play, you know, outdoors in the playoffs in Philly, you know, you don't know that stuff yet. Um, and I think maybe having that, un- you know, kind of unknown commodity might actually play well for you guys. And I, I love that you mentioned, I love that you mentioned that this is only till the end of the season, because a right. lot, a lot of people were getting caught up with already are getting caught up with, Oh, well, what if he wins? What if he wins the Super Bowl? What if he just looks so good that they can't? No, this is Trey Lance's team. <laughs> like uh, they yeah. they invested yeah. <laughs> way too much in Trey Lance, like uh, to for for this to be any anything other than Trey Lance's team. And sure. people are going to say, "Oh well, he doesn't he hasn't shown." Okay, well, there's not a big sa- sample size, big enough sample size to say that he's not he's not going to be this that of the third. And also a huge point is that they don't use Trey. They haven't, up to this point, they haven't used Trey Lance the way that they use Brock Purdy, the way that they use Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, uh, they because those guys can't run the ball. And I would say, and this might be a controversial take uh, for 49er fans, I don't think that Trey Lance can run the ball, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't think, that, I think that if you watch him with the QB run plays that they give him, he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look comfortable. He's not a running style type of guy. He's one of those guys that has the athleticism to get out of the pocket and get out of trouble, but that's not what that's not. His game is not designed runs. And I know that he did some of that in, in North Dakota state, like, uh, but it's a different, it's a different beast when you're, when you're in the league and 
these guys, you have to have a certain level of speed. The only guys that do it on a regular basis have, to have a certain level of speed, have a certain level of uh, running back ability. Like, yeah. uh, and that I don't see that running back ability with Trey. No. I know that he has some speed, but the, I think he wants to be a pocket passer. And if he and if he needs to get out of trouble, he needs to get out of trouble, and he can use his athleticism to do that. But uh, yeah, I I just think that we all need to pump the brakes. I fully support Purdy all for the rest of this season. And I think that he absolutely has a lot of good traits that he could, that we can build on to, to get us through this season and get us as far as we possibly can. Do I think that we're going to win the Super Bowl? It's a long shot. I would say it's a long shot in my opinion, but I'm, but I'm not against it. And, and, uh, and like, I would love to say, I would love to see. I'm, I'm riding the train as long as, yeah, as long as the uh, the train keeps going, I'm here till the wheels fall off. You know, so yeah. it's. Uh, I, I like what I saw from him last week, and now it's the next. It's the next chapter is about to start. But what I don't want to see is, and I mentioned it on Twitter today, is what I don't want to see is we we heaped all of this expectation on him this week, and then if he had doesn't have the grades to games this week. Now all of a sudden, oh, we absolutely have to go out and get somebody. And Josh Johnson's not going to be enough. And and uh, Trey's got to come back. And uh, and all the other stuff, all the the ridiculous storylines, and we just jump from one side to the other every two seconds. That's what they're going to be saying on ESPN. But luckily for all of you out there, I'm not I'm I'm not beholden to uh, to just trying to make clickbait. <laughs> like, uh, but I think that he should be. I just think that they need to ride it out because he's going to have some ups and downs and it's going to happen. <laughs> so just be prepared for prepare yourselves as fans for it and just understand that he's, he's the, he's the best option I would say for the rest of the season. If, if neither one of those guys can come back because he's the only one that's been in the, in the offense the whole year. Uh, Cause people are saying, Oh, well, nobody's ever won. Nobody's ever won a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback and like all the other stuff. Okay, well, nobody's ever won a Super Bowl with somebody they picked up in week 14 either. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, why not? Like I said, you know, you guys, you, you guys got to take it into, into perspective who you were replacing, you know, and, and I and, you know, just for a second, touching on on Trey. I agree with you 100 percent. He definitely is not in that Murray Jackson Fields hurts category he has functional speed and he's honestly he's more of like a more of like a joe burrow i'm not putting mm -hmm. him in that class and i think joe burrow is a hell of a quarterback and lance has a lot to prove to get there but i'm just saying like that functional speed like yeah he can make the run he can get you that first down on third and five when the play breaks mm -hmm. down but he's not gonna set your 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 rushing stats on fire it's not gonna happen it's simply not gonna happen you know i see mean, you see it yeah. i see it there's yeah. a lot of people that see it. It's up to Shani to see it. And sure. like, uh, and I, I, it really weirds me out that he didn't see it. Like uh, from, it, it just, to me, it's just weird. You see him on a daily basis and you can't see, I get that you wanted to do this, but it's obvious from just the preseason games that he tried to implement that stuff, that it wasn't, it didn't look right. It just didn't look right. Shanahan, much like our coach, for all of their youthful genius, gets gets a little frozen in the game plan. 
Um, they're both guilty of it. Now I know that Shanahan clearly owns McVeigh right now and everything and all that good stuff, but that's, <laughs> that isn't what we're getting into. We're getting into like functional football heading forward. Exactly. I love he, that term functional football because he, that's just, he's anti. <laughs> yeah. He gets a little frozen in it. And, and, and yeah. his dad did too. You look at those Denver teams for all the winning he did. Mike Shanahan would get a little stuck, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he did, he had a lot of success, won a couple Super Bowls and all that stuff, you know, but I mean, he would get a little stuck and, and, and the Niners definitely are guilty of that on offense. And, and I understand he's probably felt a little bit hamstring by his quarterback situation, but you know, and, and, and kind of your revolving door running back, yeah. you know, it seems like every time you guys have a guy play well, he's gone. He's yeah. just gone. Like he's gone. He's gone. He's like, Jesus dude. <laughs> well, a lot of time it's just injuries. Like uh, they, they get hurt and you can only, I mean, most are got hurt every single season. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Wilson hurt every single season. Uh, yeah. The every quarter, every running back that we've ever had has been hurt since right. Shanahan's been here, and right. uh, or had fumbling issues like Brita. Uh, the oh, so, boy. so like I mean, but this is, and that's why they continuously have a revolving door. But at the same time, we've got a guy in Jordan Mason, like right now that we've been the fan base has been begging to get on the field for. Uh, for at least 10 to 15 carries for for forever like uh, since the season started and there and it's just like Channing's just he has his mind made up about what his game like you said what his game plan wants to be mm-hmm. and that is what it's going to be and in madden it makes us upset it maddens the the fan base like sure. uh, it just like uh, to to no end uh but he to his credit he finds ways to win it's just not in the ways that we feel like he makes it too difficult a lot right. of the time, uh, but it is. I do want to get to this game, yeah, hundred like, uh, percent, because we got like five, like because we got about five or ten minutes left. Like, uh, but this, so Tampa Bay, you know, they've got Brady, mm-hmm. and the, who I don't care what anybody says, he's still a top tier quarterback. Uh, the I think his issues this season because his offense, the offense just hasn't been there. Uh, but I think it's more has to do with his offensive line than anything. He yeah. just hasn't had the time to throw. And I mean, you have to have protection for your guys to get deep. Like, uh, like he wants to throw it like, uh, and it's, it's, they're just not giving him enough time. And uh, so now he's, he's stuck playing dink and dunk and teams are just zeroing in on that. This is probably the worst possible defense that he could be going up against uh, in the 49ers. Uh, because they did say that Bosa, and I'm going to get into the injury report in a minute, but they did say that Bosa will be playing. Uh, so mm-hmm. the people that that were scared that he wasn't going to play, he will be playing. Uh, this this defensive line has, and Eric Armstead is back, and it's and I mentioned it on my last show. Eric Armstead is going to be a huge key to this game because what does Brady like to do? He likes to step up in the pocket and let those defensive ends fly around, like uh, fly around him. So it's going to be imperative for Eric Armstead to put pressure up the middle to not allow him to step up in the pocket. And, uh, and I'm, I'm hoping I've not, I haven't been a fan as much as I love D'Amico Ryans. I haven't been a fan of the, the way that they, the way that they put their defensive linemen, like uh, the, the stance that they, the formation that they, that they put them in, like where they put all three to one side and they put one to the, the other, I don't even know what to call that. Like, uh, but it's, uh, 
to me, it's just I, I like I liked the wide nine as much as we kind of struggled against the run. I felt like when they had the wide nine, it really worked for uh, with the the linebackers that we had. Uh, but I think that this is the worst possible defense because we're going to get pressure and we're only going to rush four for the most part. I don't I don't think D'Amico blitzes Brady a whole lot and uh, I don't think he's going to have to. But uh, what but what do you think? What do you think of their of the keys to to against Brady and and the 49ers defense like kind of matching up against him? You're 100 percent dead on with the offensive line thing. Uh, I watched our game against them in which we should have won. I watched this game against the Saints, which the Saints should have won. I think you guys are going to beat these guys going away. I mean, I think I don't think it's going to be close by the third quarter. I, I mean, I, I really do. Look, Evans is still there. Godwin's still there. They got Fournette. They they still have some guys on that offense, but the line has been horrific. I mean, horrific. And I know that offensive line play, don't I, Pete? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and watching him play is, was like watching us play early on. Like, he's just getting killed back there. He, he, he can't get comfortable. He can't get into his throws. He can't get Evans deep. He can't get Godwin deep. Like, all the things that made that Bucks offense, the Bucks offense, have died with this offensive line. And I think you guys are just going to do what you do. And I think yeah. what I think what Ryan's is doing, and, and I, I've watched a bit of your of the Niners ball this year besides us. I think he's just he's just attacking weaknesses. The mm-hmm. offensive lines like we've been talking about have been so torn up in the NFL this year that he's just getting all the pressure where he feels he knows he knows he's got the horses to get there. He knows he has the guys that can get there quick. So he's just overloading the weakest points. And you're right. If it doesn't work, it does leave a massive hole somewhere else. It does set up the screen very well. It sets up, you know, an audible mm-hmm. to run away. Like, you know, it's like, it's like a stretch, something like that. It does lead to those things on occasion. But I, I just think that he's game planning the weak points in those lines. And I know it damn well worked against us. Yeah. And I, uh, again, like, I mean, I just, I have, I, I really don't think you guys are even going to be tested heavily in this game. I, I think you're going to beat the hell out of Brady as long as you don't melt down on offense. That's as long that's as the there's key. no, but again, look at the Bucks defense. Yeah, White and Levante are still there, but that front seven's been beat up. Shaq Barrett's done, right? Isn't he out for the year? I want to say that he is. I want to so say that he is. Their, their ace pass yeah. rushers out. Again, watching us play them. We just sort of self-destructed, but yeah. there was nothing special happening there. Winfield's been in and out with the injuries. They're weak at corner. I mean, really, as long as you guys don't get too hooked on being in the middle of the field where all the talent of that defense is, I think mm-hmm. if you guys test the edges, I think if you guys suck White and Levante in with play action, do those things, set up Purdy in the right way, it's going to be a walkthrough. I mean, I really, really believe that. And I could be wrong. It's not want to be in a dogfight. You know, you know, the NFL, man, they can yeah. all look a certain way and go totally the opposite way. But For sure. I yeah. And it, oh yeah, go ahead. Brady in the fourth quarter. I, I just don't see it. Yeah. that That's the, the, the thing is, is I would love to see them go up early. And this is something that, that Shani has struggled with throughout this season, but I want to see them get a lead early and I want to see them maintain it and put the gas pedal on and not just stop going at, cause that that's the thing about Brady is you, I mean, they showed last week, you just can't get up two scores and then get complacent. No, because it's it. That's not enough. It's yeah. not enough at any moment. 
uh, like if your defense gets, like I said, gets complacent and they just start playing prevent, he's going to carve you up. He's going to carve you up. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like uh, Goblin, so, those guys are still there. Fournette's still there. Like, this is not a bare cupboard on offense. It's not like us. <laughs> it's yeah. a little different. Like, there's Pro Bowl <laughs> talent. There's big money talent still on that offense right now. So you've got to – but, again, like you said, the line – you know, like we were touching on the line play has been so bad that, I mean, you guys just go in and do your thing, man. And if, if, if the Niners go in there and play the defense they can play and they just get running buck wild on them, I, I really – I don't see this being a problem win at all, at all. Um, yeah. You know, and, and of yeah. course, you know, like you said, there is the concern about Purdy game two, mm-hmm. how it all works, but I'm sure that he's got a game plan getting Debo the ball in space short. He's got, he's going to get, you know, Christian McCaffrey rocking and rolling short in the passing game and the running game and just giving him, and of course you got Kittle, which kind of seems to be like the forgotten man for you guys right now. Like, yeah, just don't hear about George Kittle anymore. Like you would always hear about him and Kels and Waller and like, cause me and you always touch on that, on, on, on that tight end conversation. And like, yeah. I always put Kittle right there, but this year he's been quiet. I mean, I mean, again, I haven't watched every down of every game, but I mean, it's definitely been a quiet year for him. He, I, I would say this, he, he isn't getting open as much, but also, I mean, a bigger issue is that uh, with for Kittle, at, at least, is that they they felt the need to uh, he has to stay in for pass protection, like especially early on in the season. He was staying in for pass protection and it's just uh, uh, like but I feel like the last few weeks, like they've been putting in last last week, he only had like two catches. But the couple of weeks before that, they were they were obviously trying to get him involved in the offense and he was getting open. Uh, the, the other piece of the the puzzle is, is there's only only so many balls to go around when you don't have a guy like uh, one of the top quarterbacks to sling it, sling it around and throw the ball 40 times a game. It's uh, we're only going to throw the ball. We should only be throwing it 25 to 30 times. Now, granted Purdy got 37 attempts last week, but that's, but you got Brandon Ayuk emerging this season. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got Debo on the team. You got Christian McCaffrey now, who had the most receptions out of everybody last week. <laughs> like uh, he had eight. So it's that's going to take a chunk out of your out of your uh, targets. So it's just a wealth of riches, I think, more so. And then you got Jawan Jennings, who of course I would be I would hate to not mention him. He's he's been huge on third down, but. I, I would just say that it's just it's just so many target it's just so many weapons on this squad and which is another reason why you know fans get so upset and get so frustrated with Shanny and his play and his play call and the fact that we don't we don't score a ton of points we just don't and he trusts his defense like uh, he trusts his defense more than he trusts his offense and uh, it's it's just frustrating because we have all the weapons but is your fullback but, is Juice hurt no no. He's Why been there. He, he should have him in there and pass pro and let, and let, just let Kittle run wild, dude. You, you know, <laughs> you're, they like to get, they like to get juice out in the flat and they like to get run little random, uh, what do they call those, uh, uh, wheel routes? They love putting him on wheel routes. Like it's, it's okay, but it's like, really weird. Just like real talk, dude. So, so, so you're going to shelve a top five NFL tight end to get a fullback out in the flat 
Yeah. I'm a little I, confused, bro. Like it's I'm, another one. It's another one of those situations. <laughs> it's another one of those situations where, uh, well, we t- what did we talk about earlier? Functional football. Functional football. Shanahan is is anti-functional football. He doesn't. He likes. <laughs> he thinks he wants to zig when everybody thinks he's going to zag, and like uh, that is that is his yeah. style. And he thinks that he's the smartest guy in the room. That's why when it's an obvious, you know, it's a third and one. And he's got this huge 220 pound uh, running back in Jordan Mason. He's going to run. He's going to do uh, a random reverse with juice. <laughs> and, uh, and then we end up losing a yard. And like that's, that's, that's Shanny in a nutshell is he Range. just, Range he does up. thing when, when you just, it's not necessary. Yeah. Sometimes you can just run out of the eye formation and just run directly into the middle. Uh, and then there's times when he runs into the middle and we we said okay, well, why didn't we go outside zone? He loves going up the middle with CMC for some reason. I don't I don't know what that's all about, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we could be here all day talking about the uh, the Shanahan, uh, the little the things about his game. It's but I want to get the injury report out. Like uh, so, I talked about it earlier. We we did we are gonna have Bosa for this game. Uh, which it was kind of hit or like a, we were we weren't sure all the way up until yesterday. So, but he's they said that he's going to play. Uh, Tavarius Moore's out. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway is out, which is a huge hit against our uh, for our running against the run because uh, he had been doing so well. He had been doing so well, and then you've also got, of course, Elijah Mitchell out. Uh, the the usuals out. Other than that, we're pretty. I mean, we've still we still have a lot of guys that are out for the season, but for the most part, the guys that we've been playing with are playing this week, except for Hassan Ridgeway and Tavarius Moore was really a backup anyway. Uh, but but he had been he'd been making kind of key plays, especially on on special teams. So they're gonna miss him on the special teams. Uh, they did bring I want to mention they brought up Tevin Coleman <laughs> off the practice squad, which scares the garbage out of me because I don't want him taking away carries from Jordan Mason. Uh, it's We know what Tevin Coleman is, and, and not that he can't be serviceable, but I want Jordan – I want personally – maybe I'm just selfish. Like, But I want to say – I want to see Jordan Mason get a full complement of carries, and I want we want to see as a fans what we have. So it's uh, – and can't – is he just a change of pace, or is – is he for real? Because in my estimation, he looks for real. No, hundred percent, so. absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to be eight and four and trying to make a playoff run and be prospecting spots still, you know, and 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 trying trying to get look at you know, this is this is the part of the year where you hope you have, barring of course catastrophic injuries, a very very set plan moving forward at eight and four. You know what yeah. I mean, but I understand too. You know, like I'm, I, I'm sure the fan base is does see the weaknesses, is seeing, looking at that playoff run that you're going to go on, which you're going to go on. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just real quick, I watched Seattle play four quarters against us, and I'm going to tell you right now, guys, Niner Nation. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a team that's probably going to finish nine and eight. Seattle is they're, they're Listen, they're a great story. Yeah. From how we thought they were going to be to what they actually are. But nobody's afraid of them. 
Nobody's afraid. Now, now actually seeing them down the stretch, no one's afraid. I mean, really, this this is not a team that's going to make a playoff run. It's not going to happen. It's that's simple. how I see them too. I see yeah. them the exact same way. Uh, and people are still scared of going. You know, as Niner fans, we're we're just broken, and <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. we're used to going to Seattle and just losing. And it's, uh, but I just think that the 49ers are just so much more complete of a team and that's not to say that they can't, that they can't be beat, but I just think that, uh, we saw at the first game, our first matchup against them, how overmatched they actually were against the 49ers. And it, and it yeah. was, uh, I, I just, I think that they have a lot of good pieces to build on though. I don't think that they're going to be. I think if they do make the playoffs this year, uh, I would not be surprised by them and them building on top of it for next season. Because uh, I was, I was, I'm surprised at how how well that they did. Like uh, that running back that they got, Kenneth Walker is a beast. Oof, yeah, oof, so. yeah, he's a monster, man. No, for sure. Um, and I, I want to make sh- real and- quick before you before you get to the, I want to make sure that I don't go through this whole show without mentioning all the people that are in the comments. I really appreciate all you guys coming out. Kelts, uh, Niner Sickness, Raphael, 562, Big Up Long Beach. You know, I always do that when you come on. Uh, the uh, Jesus, Rachel, Damian, Bryant. I appreciate all you guys coming in and getting your takes off. So, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, moving forward, man, you know, you're obviously going to host a wild card game. <laughs> Those, I mean, barring, well, I don't know. Philly looks pretty locked into a you know, to the number one seed, uh, watching them this morning for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think Hertz is really real. I'm becoming more, I, I know just a few weeks ago we talked about, oh, I don't trust him in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. This kid can play, Pete. If you really get into watching him play, this kid can play. <laughs> and and I, I, I don't trust Minnesota still. <laughs> Although they're uber, I'm right there with you. God, but it's like I mean, you know, they got they got talent coming out of there. That offense is ridiculous. Yes, but it's still Kirk Cousins. It's still Kirk Cousins, which is the exact. Um, I think I feel like they're he's a little bit better of a Jimmy G. And yeah, it yeah, is what it is. But um, that's the only thing is you guys are gonna probably have to do most of this on the road. You know, I mean, and that's gonna be you know, Dallas is getting hot. Uh, obviously we don't have time to get into all that right now, but I mean, just looking forward, you guys are going to make it. You're going to win the West. Um, I think that's a no brainer. You're going to host a wild card game at home minimum. I think the number two seed is still up for grabs, man. I mean, it's, it, it's there, but yeah, Minnesota's working with a little bit more. You guys are going to have to probably fight and scrap a little bit harder to get, to get through the rest of your season, you know, bringing the rookie along. But, you know, I mean, I would say you guys will probably go what? 11 and six, probably something like that, man. It, that would be huge with the, the fact that we're on our third string quarterback and, and we're, and if we get 11 wins, that's a yeah, huge uh, sure. accomplishment. Like uh, m- uh, me and my buddy were talking the other day about how, uh, how the Patriots missed the playoffs getting 11 wins. And now it's just like, if you get 10, it's a, uh, you're going to the playoffs in today's NFL. Well, but you have that division crown thing to lay on. I mean, That's so true. you know that if you win the West, you're getting a home wild card game. You know that. Doesn't matter if you go eight and nine. As long as you win the West, you're getting that home wild card game. And then it just goes from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just got to get in the door. Getting in the door is all that really matters in the playoffs. You know, I mean, 
again, you know, like, like we touched on that there are a talented teams in the NFC, but there's not that incumbent team where you're going, Oh man, green Bay's down, Tampa's down. The teams that are good while I am becoming more of a Philly believer as I go. Um, Minnesota still got cousins, Dallas yeah. still got Dak. You know, I, 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 there's just things to not trust. So sure. I don't know, man, we'll see how it all goes. But yeah, today, you guys, I would say, I go. I'll go twenty-seven, thirteen, Niners. Ooh, ooh. Like uh, I am going. Honestly, I'm going twenty-one, seventeen. I think it's going to be close. Yeah. Like uh, I think that it's going to be close. I just think that uh, I'm just erring, erring on the side of caution with Purdy, and uh, I, I'm going to give that we can score twenty-one points, and I'm giving Brady two fluke touchdowns and and a field goal. <laughs> I'm kind of laying on some Brady mistakes today. That's why I'm yeah. giving you a little bit more of a oh, bump. Man, it would be, and you know, Brady. <laughs> Brady's my guy. Like yeah. I love Brady, and uh, I know that a lot of Niner fans hate him, but like uh, Brady, you know, go blue. Like uh, it is what it oh, is. Boy. Like, uh, but uh, it's it would make my it would make my year to beat Brady, uh, to beat Brady and beat him handily. That would be that would be great. So, oh, but. We're going to get out of here, but yeah, like, uh, I appreciate you coming on today, Nate. Like, I know you're a busy man and, and, uh, yeah, you don't even have time for social media. So it's, uh, <laughs> like, uh, but I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate, like I said earlier, I appreciate everybody coming into the chat and getting active. I will be going on at, uh, so five o'clock, five o'clock, uh, this evening after the game, for my uh for my reaction show so make sure everybody turn tunes in for that and uh and make sure that you subscribe uh like share let everybody tell their friends and have their friends tell their friends about the show uh like i said i appreciate all the guys in the comments and all my guys niner sickness uh Kelts, uh brandon forever faithful appreciate you guys and uh yeah like uh it is what it is i think that the 49ers have a good shot today let's see what kind of purdy we got <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, like as always, go Niners. All right, Niner faithful. It'll never be.